everybody. Episode 19, The Longest Roads of Comrades. And the last fortnight feels like it's been a year, but in the last fortnight, we have had uh, our world-famous novice has stayed on program, but we'll find out for how long. We had a trail <laughs> marathon finisher. We had two people blow the doors off a half marathon this morning. And on this episode, we've got an overseas panelist, and then you've got myself. So Woo-hoo. here we go. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome Marisha Deriviere. Deliver- no, I'm not going to. I'm small. <laughs> Marisha, can you please give a... (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Hi. Thanks for having me. I I was going to have a proper go, but I thought, no, let's just get her to do it properly. You did okay. I did. Well, we um, well and truly cotton balls in the mouth of that. All right. Well, guys, it feels like another year has passed since we last spoke. Yeah. Um, A lot to talk about, a lot to get through, a couple of questions. How about we jump straight into Fortnite highlights? There's been a request from somebody not to go first, so we won't mention that person. Um, <laughs> let's go with uh, the wise man, Wayno. <laughs> hey, thanks. It's it's good to be back. And um, I just, just 10 minutes ago stepped out the shower and um, I had a quick feed. I had lovely bacon, eggs and avocado half an hour ago. So, um, yeah, got my protein into me, and I'm in full recovery mode. Um, yeah, as Owen just uh, mentioned, um, today in, um, in Perth, we had the Perth Half Marathon, uh, which was one of the first events back. And I tell you what, the adrenaline at the start, everything was pumping. It, it was um, – today we couldn't have asked for better weather. Um, everything was perfect. We had near-flawless day. Um, I had a plan. I had spoken about my plan uh, 48 hours ago. Coach, uh, we had a chat. We said, look, 72 minutes, uh, you on. Uh, personal levels, uh, 71 minutes is sort of my, my where I've, I've ran my personal best before. I haven't done too many half marathons. Um, with the lead up to this, I honestly haven't been doing any speed training. I've done next to no speed training. Um, this is all aerobic training. It's everything I've been talking about on the podcast um, which was, you know, I've got a few messages back from a few people saying the exact same thing. And I, can, I can't say it over and over again, aerobic training works 100%. I'm not just, uh, I'm, you know, I'm living it and, and I believe it works. Um, so many people I met um, at the event, uh, so many listeners to the podcast, um, I was saying to everyone just before we got on, um, with COVID-19 and the social distancing aspect, uh, it, it's, it's merely non-existent at the moment in WA uh, because everyone was, the amount of PBs that were run today was phenomenal. Kudos to Jackie. She looks so strong. I saw when we ter- had the turn and passed out. Um, so um, she looks strong. We did see a finish. We were a little worried about the finish though, <laughs> Owen and I. Uh, she, she went off course, but Owen and I brought us quickly back onto course so uh she will let her tell you that story but um she she also managed to achieve that um and i'm pleased to say that i you know i achieved a, a pb today uh, i honestly don't know the official time because we still haven't seen the official results yet um you know I, i'm just excited about running a good time uh, the other bits and pieces that come with it uh, you know all the benefit of of you know, hard work pays off. I tell my sons the same thing. Boys, keep studying, keep working hard, and, and the results uh, have to follow. So, um, yeah, 
I'm really excited. I just wish we had a marathon around the corner because, uh, uh, you know, when I finished the event, I went for a cool down run and I just had so much, uh, um, you know, in the legs, I had so much spring and I could have kept going. So that I really, I haven't felt like this. So um, really enjoyed it. Again, my build-up, I, I haven't been doing big mileage. And because of work, I haven't been doing uh, lots of consistent training. But I certainly have kept, um, you know, on average, I've kept around about 100K a week and just kept all my, right. my runs aerobic. So I've, again, today, as I explained just before we come on here, I said, one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to have a great run or I'm going to blow up spectacularly. <laughs> and uh, a calculated risk when we took the turn coming home, uh, we had a small group of six, which eventually <clears throat> dwindled to four and then to three. Uh, and the three of us said, nah, we on. Because I knew with, with two or three Ks to go, I knew I'm on. I just slightly miscalculated. Uh, I thought I'd, you know, I'd be able to duck under 70 minutes. Um, but slight miscalculation. But... Um, it wasn't my goal race today. It was just, just to have a great run. And that's what I'm so proud of. It was so good to see um, Owen and Blair out there. Young Blair, I give him a shout out. It was good to see him. So good to see all the, the listeners. And in my lead up to, to this, um, I have to mention that I'm, I met one of Sandy's real good friends on the island that I work on. And I have to yes. give her a, sh a shout out. Um, yep. I had, so what I do is after work, I run back to camp. It's only about four Ks, but it's all trail. And I ran through that and I, she, oh, she didn't know who I am. I didn't know who she is. Um, but what, it, what gave me away was I've got a, when, when we registered comrades, we get a comrades backpack. So um, I put my work gear into that backpack, which weighs about three and a half kilos because I got a bit of gear in there. So I run back with that every day. And she noticed me skipping along, but she noticed the bag. And she said, <laughs> that guy's, there's no way you can get that bag and not run comrades, you know. And it uh, just so happens after, I mean, I've been on the island for almost three months. And I hadn't known she was there, but um, she's in the admin, in the office. And when I snuck into there, she says to me, are you the young comrades runner? And I said, I am <laughs> the young comrades runner. So I said, I'll take that. I said, she's a charmer, but her name is Helen Mitchell-Moore. And I soon discovered that she had run a number of comrades. So she's a legend, wonderful person. And then we found out that she's one of Sandy's real good mates. Yes, and, uh, you know, she told yeah. me a few stories, which I will not reveal. <laughs> I will not reveal them <laughs> on this pod. She says, Wayne, don't uh, reveal them. But her and Sandy have been through. <laughs> yeah, she said, you've been through thick and thin. And um, she's, she's a legend because she's been through so much personally. And um, the fact that she finished Comrades, I gave her a kiss on the cheek. I said, you deserve a kiss. <laughs> so um, it was wonderful to meet. And just the motivation, just people keeping us motivated was, was magic. Again, Owen, thank mm. you for your support out there today. Thank you to all the listeners. Uh, today, I, I said to the, the crew before we got on, it's social distancing, it's COVID-19, but I, I got so many nice kisses from so many ladies <laughs> And I want to. I made sure if my wife's listening, honey, they were all on the cheek, all on the cheek. So um, I couldn't even count the amount of kisses, the amount of kisses I got today. So um, yeah, it was lovely. I wish I could have stayed there all day. Just yeah, yeah, it was so good. So again, honestly, I think I'll start selling tickets every swing when Wayne comes back, and I'll just say, guys, Wayne's running from here. Prices this. 
<laughs> because, uh, man, the people just come from everywhere. He literally is a Pied Piper. <laughs> no, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Again, um, we knew it's part of the WA Championship, so there's a group in front that went out real hard. And, you know, I, I said it was so great to see people chase, but um, it was just, it was real. The pace was extremely quick. So I just stayed disciplined and, and yeah, enjoyed the day. I just, I enjoyed the run. If, if ever, this, is, this will be one of my most enjoyable runs. And there was no pressure on me, which was even better, um, which, yeah, really, um, you know, again, I, I can't state it more. And, and I spoke to a lot of listeners at the event. Just continue. If anything, you, you know, aerobic running works. And I, I just, I can tell you from, this, this is pure living proof that, if you continue that aerobic running, results will follow. Um, so that's that's something I live by now. So, um, and I'm so excited because I haven't spoken to Don yet, just to give him the feedback, because <laughs> I'm still waiting for the official result. But um, very exciting. Right. So yeah, that's my say. <laughs> you weren't seated, which still baffles me. But anyway, <laughs> you probably like that. Um, you floated under the radar. That's uh, it. <laughs> you again, yeah, again, you're being extremely modest on a couple of points. You're literally running on an island and you've come <laughs> off the island to dominate and smash your PB. Second one is, do you want to mention a couple of things that you might have achieved this morning or you want to hold off? Um, well, I can mention it because... Um, when I finished, um, I knew uh, with my age group, um, I knew that I'd come close to the records. Uh, an official group pulled me aside and said, Wayne, we, we heard you were here, and uh, we checked the time. Um, I don't have an official time, honestly, but I've definitely um, achieved the Queensland state record, which is held for, I don't know how many years. Wow. So um, yeah, and it's unofficial. I don't know yet, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got the Australian one too. So we, um, awesome. the official Australian record, I know exactly what it is, and I, I ran quicker than that. So I, I, I don't want to say until it uh, until it's official, but uh, I believe I may have achieved both. So um, I wasn't honestly wasn't aiming for that, but uh, when I looked at my watch at 18k. I said, I got a chance. <laughs> so, oh, uh, Wayne, yeah. that's great. Well Watch done. the space. Watch the space. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Australia's latest trail runner. Do you want to oh. share your, your Fortnite highlights? <laughs> Well, mine are not going to be quite as exciting. <laughs> but well done, Wayne, and well done, Jackie. You know, we Thank watched you. with we were so excited for you guys this morning, and you know, even <laughs> sitting in Queensland, and Erin and Guy and I had been for a run this morning, and oh, sorry, Antum, and we we had all just been sitting and waiting, like waiting. I said, I'm going to have to contact Erwin <laughs> soon to find out what's going on, and then of course he sent through a picture, and we were like, oh, we were so excited to see you guys both. It's so well so yeah it's, that, just, it's, it's so nice to be a part of this podcast and get so excited for you with you so really thank you well guys done. well thank done you. okay so yes my my fortnight um oh well let's just start off by saying not not looking at the fortnight exactly but just july i finished on still over over 200 odd k's i think i was up into 220 or something of i, I didn't actually really calculate it at the end so 
um, which is just amazing for, an, for a July for me. So I did look at it and think, oh, my word, because normally we would have run Comrades in June and then July would have been a sort of much quieter, slower month and recovery month. And, yeah, so, well, we still got to run a whole lot, uh, kept up everything as per normal, um, carried on with my strength training and Pilates and all the rest of it. So, yeah, so all of that has just been going as per normal. But then, of course, last weekend we did the trail run, and that was a marathon. Um, and it was – I absolutely loved it. It poured with rain. It was nothing like the beautiful weather you guys had today. <laughs> I actually tried to figure out before I came on, so how many of us actually ran the marathon – I, I still couldn't tell you because it was dark. It was pouring with rain. We were all trying to stand under this little tin shanty um, for some cover while we were getting the race briefing. So I actually have no idea. I think there must have been about 30 of us or so. And the 30 mad runners went off in this, like, pouring rain. And all I kept telling myself was, there's people out there that are doing 200 miles and there was 100 miles and there were 50 miles. So my marathon was really nothing compared to that. <laughs> anyway, so off we went and, and then and then the weather actually cleared up a bit. So um, as in it stopped raining, so we could actually get rid of all the, the rain jackets and stuff because we just had to have so much gear with us. Um, there was a whole lot of mandatory gear, which I'm not used to, backpacks included. Um, so, of course, for me, I like to run with just nothing on me. Um, but that wasn't the case. So we, we had to carry a little bit of, quite a bit of stuff. And, and of course, then the, the probably the most challenging part, but, of, of course, I suppose it was the fun as well, was that it was just muddy, as you can't even begin to imagine <laughs> because, of course, all the other runners had gone ahead of us. So the 200 milers, 100 milers and the 50 milers were all ahead of us. And the marathon was kind of started last and went in last. And it was, I mean, we were just slip sliding all over the place here. I mean, typical road runner trying to find little patches of grass to run on. <laughs> so that I didn't have to run through the sloshy mud. And of course it was, but it was just, a, it was a beautiful day. And and we were out there, you didn't, we didn't really get to see too many other people because of course we all spread out very quickly. Um, so there were a couple of, couple of people, but you just had to, actually figure your way I believe some of some people on on the night before in the 50 miles that they did end up getting a little bit lost but then they got brought back on track and all the rest of it so um they were doing a lot of their run in the dark but of course ours was in the light and of course I'm nice and fit um and my friend Claudia who is uh very brave to have come and run with me because she's extremely unfit at the moment. I think she's like does 10K weeks at the moment. But where she had one up on me is that she's got huge experience in trail running. She's done Kokoda and, and she's done the Blackwell 100. So so she was an absolute gem to have with me on the day. And, and yeah, the, the, she has, I, I thought at some stage she might just say to me, right, you're on your own now and hop in the car and, and get, catch a lift to the end with Tim. But she didn't. She hung in there right till the very end. So, of course, we went at a nice slow pace. And, yeah, but, of course, with me being as fit as I am, it was just – I just got to really enjoy it. And I, I really – when I got to the finish, I thought, man, I should have done that 50-miler. I was good for 80. <laughs> so I was, like, a little bit sad that I hadn't trusted – myself enough to know that I could 
I could actually have definitely at the pace we were going, I, I could have done that comrades distance, um, no problem. Uh, and I realize that now. And sometimes it's just a bit of a lesson. And I thought, yeah, you actually need to, you, you really need to have the faith in yourself and in the training that you've done um, to where you're at. Because sometimes we do have self-doubt as to how much we do and is it enough and all the rest of that, you know. And, and yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's good to, to have faith in that training. So it was good to be out, if, if you want to call it racing. Um, I weren't, definitely we weren't racing, but to actually have a start and say like one, two, three, go. And, and to have a finish line and to cross the finish line with a couple of people there clapping us in. And, and it just it just felt great. And yeah, that was good. The trail shoes were amazing. The Hoka... Um, I think you call them Evo Mephait or Mephait, something like that. Anyway, they were they felt bouncy. I thought that's quite nice. I quite like these trail shoes. I might just run everything in these. <laughs> so yeah, but I felt like when I started, I thought, oh my gosh, I was like I'm running on tartan track, and like I should sprint now because that's what we do. And yeah, so I was very comfortable in the shoes. Absolutely loved them. So shout out to the Hoka for doing some good trail shoes as well. And I. Literally only worn them two or oh, twice, I think, just the quick tryout before the marathon, and 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 they were really they were really great. So, yeah, I think that was um, I think that was it with the marathon. Uh, just a just a quick take on that. You know, it was um, it was that day exactly twenty five years ago when I ran on Sunday last week that my mom had actually died quite tragically. So for me, every every year I try and do something special and something um, that counts in, in her memory and, and for my mental health. It has been for many years. So so for me, this was like a perfect challenge this year. So the race, I, I hadn't done a trail race. It was a trail marathon. And and she would have loved the walking and and, and, and being in the nature. And, and it, at some point, I, I hadn't actually told Claudia. So I kept it in my just up my sleeve and at about 40 k's when I knew she must be taking quite a bit of strain hats off to her she never complained but I said to her I, I had told her that this is actually why I wanted to do run on this day oh and of course and then she just stopped and we had to have a big <laughs> hug and she said no I knew yeah. there was a reason I had to do this run and 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 I knew that that would get her to the end <laughs> so so the two she said I'm sure your mom's looking down on us and thinking why you didn't choose a faster partner though <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we had a wonderful end into our run and yeah there was method in my madness I guess to keeping that in and and yes yeah, so just shout out to Claudia for joining me I know she wasn't anywhere near fit enough to do it but uh, you know what she phoned me halfway through the week and said she didn't think she should do it and then she phoned me the next day and she said no it's okay I'm in I've, I've registered I'm, I'm there <laughs> so yeah so shout out to her thanks for joining me and and yeah we've had a have had a you know because this podcast has kept us so honest um, we've had to keep training and I'm feeling the benefits of it and it's just wonderful I'm I'm Really loving the fact that I'm I'm so fit. There was a bit of fatigue in the legs for the rest of the week, but a couple of sleep ins, a couple of rest days, and this morning went out and did a 15k in the beautiful sunny Gold Coast, and and it's uh, my legs are back, and I'm really running half a minute faster than I was before I started. So I'm like, oh, this is this is just great. Running is good at the moment. So yeah, that's my mm. two weeks, Erin. Thanks. So, sub four marathon oh. coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my garment keeps telling me this. I'm telling you. Like, 
<laughs> would be good. So it would be really good. But yeah, we'll, but, um, we'll see. It's also going back to Darren's previous episode, almost having doing something like this with somebody, it took the focus away from you thinking about what you were doing. You were just running, yes. but actually worrying about her. So before yes. you knew it, you were up to halfway or you were yes. just really ticking over, weren't you? Yes. And we chatted for five hours. We non-stop five hours. We just chatted the whole way. So, but when you say that, do you mean you chatted and she was? Yes, probably. But <laughs> <laughs> no guessing to who did the most talking along the route. That's why you were good for eighty k's because you still had thirty k's worth of stories left, or, <laughs> quite or forty k's worth. Of Look, and she's a good sport because she's got a she's got a wicked sense of humour. So we had a really good time along the way. <laughs> yeah, you're quite right. And you good. do like doing. Well, you've got no fear, right? Or for you, it seems like you're the type of yeah. person who it's like, we'll just give everyone, give everything a go once. Yeah. Um, yeah. like you did that sure. 24 park runs in 24 hours or whatever, and yeah. Yeah. You're very much like, it seems like you're that type of person, aren't you? So this would have yeah. probably fallen in the same bucket. Yeah, that's it. Just give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> that's what I always say. You look at the worst that can happen and then you improve on that. And then and then nothing is nothing is too bad after that, you know. So, yeah, that's what I try and, and look at all my running like that. Yeah, I will never be um, scared to go and attempt, uh, well... I'm clever in what I do try. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not, I don't think I would have gone and done that 200 mile. Let's put it that way. So I saw some special toenails after that one. <laughs> so, smart, yeah. smart answer, Sandy. Very smart. <laughs> yeah, I'm clever. Hey, in yeah. What Sandy, I, yes. quick, quick yes. question. Uh, so how did, you, how did you feel in that last 10 or 12? Were you still strong? Very strong. Yeah, I was good. I was Lovely. really good to go. And yes, I've, I've definitely, look, we weren't obviously Wayne. We were, you know, we were really going pretty slowly. I think we cruising, were ended cruising. up at seven, just over seven minute Ks. And yep. it was, so it was, you know, we were walk running, walk running. There were some of the places that you just couldn't run in any case. It was just too muddy. And yep. um, so, mm. you know, you weren't, there was no point <clears> that we were actually pushing really hard at no stage where I could say that I didn't, I didn't even feel tired anywhere okay. along the course. No, nice. I was just good to go. And yeah. I, I wish that we actually could have carried on more. It was such fun to be out there. And, and yeah, so it's different. I think when you pushing right from the beginning, you know, then obviously yep. that's, that's a different story. So, I mean, I looked at your pacing today and, Oh, MG, it is just so steady. You just like you don't, you hardly change. It's like one pace the whole way, and it's it's just, I mean, yeah, it's just mind blowing to to see that. Um, for me, that's a struggle if I'm going at a faster pace, like to keep up about thirty minute k mm -hmm. over a longer distance. Is is that that becomes a challenge? Then well, Sandy. Me, that excuse, that's not an excuse for the fact that I'm when I get there, still you and I still got to do a 5k run together <laughs> at a good pace. Yes. We'll no excuses. That. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared, as you just heard Erwin say. <laughs> <laughs> 
good stuff. Good. I think uh, Wayne, so. Wayne, do you want to get the chalkboard out and just put another cross next to aerobic running? <laughs> one more for aerobic running, mate. There's another one. There you go. <laughs> nice work, Sandy. Well done. Yeah, Congrats. Thanks. Thanks, mate. It was fun. Cool. Good. All right. World famous novice. We set you a challenge. Well, I set you a challenge in the last episode. A bit of uh, on program stuff. And I noticed the first week went really well. And then there's a couple of words that were missing on Strava from the second week. But we'll hear from you, uh, Darren. Let's let's see how your fortnight was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I, I took the, the challenge up from for, to get back on program. And, and because I, I was getting off program for the wrong reasons and um, really just not, not focusing enough on it, I guess. So... I, I um and and that that was a little bit difficult on some days, you know, to because my program's not a walk in the park, and um, but yeah, so I, that's why I posted it on my Strava each each day on program on program, and it was getting a bit boring putting that on there, but <laughs> it, it kept me, kept me honest to it, and um, uh, when was it? Um, probably after about. 10, no, must have been a full week. That's right. We, um, I had a, a uh, I think it was um, a, third, a three hour or two and a half hour run or something. I forget what it was. Maybe it was 30 Ks and it was 15 Ks um, warm up with a 5K pace and 10K cool down. And I was trying to work out where can I go for the run and um, you know, uh, being the Sunday, and I have to be at the at the cafe by seven o'clock, so I've got to get up pretty early. And I decided to go. Uh, a friend of mine runs up to the north of us, and he and he got a trophy during the week before. And I thought, looked at the times, so I said, I can I can buddy get that crown. <laughs> so, and because because the program wanted me on pace, so I said, well, so I plotted it all out, and that's where I'm going to do my pace bit. And I started the pace work about half a kilometre early, but I thought that that's okay. That's still you know doing as I'm told. And I, and I was watching my watch all the way, and I was like, I've got this. This is fantastic. I've got this all the way. And 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 you know I was quite super happy with it, and I finished the day off the day off, and the thirty k's or whatever it came up, and. Yeah, thirty k's it is, and and then um, I, the segment wouldn't come up. Oh no! It's like, what's going on? And, and it took so long before I worked out that I did the segment back to front. Oh. <laughs> so, no. so I probably shouldn't be telling everybody that, but anyway. <laughs> so, so I, I jumped on the PC and I created the segment goes the other way. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> that still counts. It just doesn't come up on your Strava as a crown straight on. So, uh, funny. So, but like, lucky you haven't told many people. <laughs> no, nobody ever rag you for that one. <laughs> it, it just doesn't plaster it on your, you know, that you're the crown winner. That's all. But, um, uh, but I actually did myself a bit of damage then, because uh, I, I ran about maybe. 25 seconds um, per K faster than I was 
supposed to. So that technically wasn't on program either. And um, and I've I've been having a little bit of um, stomach muscle pain, and and that sort of that just capped it off. And I, I the next the next day, and uh, it was just sore the whole time when I'm running. And I, I got to the Wednesday after that and I went out to do a, a half marathon on my own and I had pain for the whole way and just just wouldn't go away. And I just kept trying to ignore ignore <clears throat> that and um, asking people what, what they thought and that sort of stuff and you, you get some crazy answers too. But, um, um, yeah, so then um, – that Friday came along and I could only manage two kilometers. That was it. I, I couldn't run anymore. And I said, like, that's it. I've, I've got to, um, got to go and see somebody about it. And, um, I went to, went to, I booked into physio and I booked into, uh, Pilates and, mm-hmm. um, spoke to my coach and I spoke to Erwin and Erwin and my coach were bang on with what the, physio said which was which was great and apparently it's a the psoas muscle and Mm. i've got some exercises and pilates was the right choice for that too and um which i've only done one session and and i was the whole time worrying is this gonna happen me so i can't even walk tomorrow (laughs) but um Mm. but no i'm i think i'm going to be hooked on pilates forever because that seems to be fantastic for building your core strength and making you a little bit more flexible. Well, flexible. Yeah. I'm not flexible at all. So <laughs> a little bit, a <laughs> little bit flexible might, might be helpful. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, it's quite funny actually, because, um, my instructors, um, my stepdaughter, Savannah, and she's quite young and she just twists herself around and does, right. I just do this. And it's like, well, okay, I'll try. But, um, yeah, hopefully one day I'll, I'll, get close to that and um, a bit more you know pliable <laughs> with it without so much pain but but it, it was it was good and and um I, I know a lot of other runners they talk about their um is it the itb runs mm. down the side of your legs and mm. and i've never had any issues but after the pilates um that night i could actually feel the itbs down the side of my legs and it's like oh wow so it's certainly doing some work so not that they were painful they were just you could just feel the muscle mm-hmm. there so which was good um so where are we anyway i so i've i've had to be backed off so um basically dropped off program so i must have lasted a, a good full week and and a day or so on program and and then I'm off, but I'm off program now more so because of um, an injury rather than mm. just getting mm. sidetracked. Yeah. So so I think that's an, a reasonable excuse. Oh, and, you, hey, hey Darren, you were on. Quick mate, quick question. Quick question, Darren. Has yeah. the run has the run streak come to an end? No. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I had to but, tuck that one in. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wayne, a pandemic can't stop the run streak. <laughs> I thought this would stop it, Darren. It, it, it nearly did. It nearly did. Um, I, I 
seriously contemplated it, except I'm so close to 400 days. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's too many milestones to keep achieving. What are we going to do with this guy? Uh, a once in a century uh, pandemic couldn't stop it. So tight, so as I get to stop it, I tell you that right now. He'll do a handstand for two Ks if it has to get him there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that if that'd count, but yeah, <laughs> it's um, but yeah, no, I don't mind doing it. It's I think it's I do think it's good for your um, for your body to you know even if you. You just have to do a light couple of Ks, which I did today, and that's why I haven't had a chance to look at um, Wayne or Jackie's Strava. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, because I've seen guys that or people do um, you know big runs that they've been training for so long, and then they stop and do nothing. Mm. And I don't think that's good either. They end up with injuries and and whatnot, and they wonder why. I think well, all your muscles are contracting and just bug you up again. And it takes so long to get back to you know good form. So yeah, Darren, I'm, how did I'm it happy feel to, when I'm happy you to keep going on on the on the streak for the moment, even though it does cause a bit of tension every now and again. <laughs> Darren, how did you feel when you were cycling? How how was the the muscle when you cycled? Was it okay? Well. When we were cycling, we were in fear of falling off because it was torrential rain. So yes, <laughs> yes. but yeah, yeah, the muscles were were good. Um, there was yeah, but the rain was pretty full on, and we had okay. basically no breaks the whole time. So that was a bit hairy. But it didn't hurt. No, I don't know how I... to find more time to. You know, I'd love to do lots of bike riding, but. We just have so many things in our life that you just you can't. Can I give everything. you? I give you some insight that cycling actually can lead to a tight psoas too. Oh really? Well, it's it's pretty common from people who sit a lot. So if you've got an office job, um, because especially if you're not sitting in a ergonomic position, because mm. if you pretty much look at yourself now how you're sitting, you probably notice that you're not at ninety degree bend right at your hips. Um, everything is really you're creating tightness through your hip flexors. So think about cycling. If you're in that position for a long time mm-hmm. in the saddle, mm-hmm. it's pretty much you're creating it. Um, so even though you're continuing your aerobic work, you're also, yeah, it's like a, it's a double-edged sword in a way. Um, so, yeah. So yes. what, do you, what do you have to do, Darren? Do you have to rest, rest and exercise? Well, mostly exercises, I think, and just strengthening. But mm-hmm. I, I did it. At, I, I, I really think it came from when we did a stack of push-ups for mm-hmm. the um, push-up challenge. And mm-hmm. at, you know, I did it the year before, and and I must have had more spare time, and I was doing um, like back stretch exercises as well. Mm-hmm. And th- this time I was just too rushed, and. A friend of mine said, did you do any stretching, you know, opposite stretching? I said, oh, no. He says, well, what do you expect then? And so, well, okay. And, and you know, it's like right on the money, really. So it's just trying to remember everything that you should be doing is <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Again, very common, like very, very common because 
the foam the way people foam roll is often a dead giveaway as to what they think are issues. The ITB, I can go into a gym and I can see people spend twenty minutes in their ITB rolling it. Pointless. The ITB is pretty much like a hose pipe. So try to roll out a hose pipe. Imagine getting a, a roller, like a rolling pin, trying to roll out a hose pipe, right? Not gonna happen. But if you roll your quads and your hamstrings and glutes, you're actually gonna alleviate the pressure on the ITB. Mm. So your psoas is very similar. People neglect the hip flexor, but they'll care about their quads and everything mm. around it is just getting impacted. But you can do a test yourself. So something called a Thomas test, which you can do like on a bed or a table. And it pretty much gives you an insight as to how your psoas and hip flexor is going. Like you can do it yourself or you can, your physio, Darren, your physio probably got you to do it when you sat on the edge of the table. And then you kind of leant back. Oh, yeah. I, I was um, basically laying on my back on the table and tried to lift my legs. Yeah. And there's no way. I could li- couldn't lift both legs at the same time at all. Yeah, right. And, and um, yeah. And so she gave me this um, simple exercise, really. And it's, it's not, even, not even hard to do. And she said, "We'll just keep working on that, and then you know, double the double the strength on the stretcher when it suits us." So I'm quite happy with that. And and you know, you can you monitor the pain all the time. You know, if you if you're improving or going backwards again. So cool. Yeah. To listen, Lou. No more, no more push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, actually, I, I still do twenty a day, and and that's that's how I can monitor that too. That if if it hurts when I'm doing twenty push-ups, well, something's something's not so good. So, but um, yeah, but um, but anyway, so yeah, this week, otherwise this week's been pretty good. I'm just trying to take it easy most days, and what you know, trying to get back on program. And um, I think basically, I was back on program by Tuesday. Um, except I, I did ran on flat instead of on hills with another guy who was, you know, not keen for hills either. Then, then, um, what was it? Um, on that's Thursday, not on program. we're clarifying that's not on program or he's on program. Uh, I can't even actually remember what was on the program, but, um, okay. normally I would do hills on Tuesday, whether it's program or not. And I just chose not to. And, um, and Thursday came and I did a um, pace section, um, what do you call it, uh, like 12, but 12 times 90 seconds with a 60-second six, recovery. And I was really happy, almost like, you know, this is not bothering me. But I, I took the good 20 minutes warm-up before my stomach stops hurting. And, and then, it, then it's not a problem. So, yeah, it's... Um, I had a good run yesterday with a 5k time 5k time trial and and that was the same after 20 minutes and I was running with someone else and at, at about 15 minutes I'm saying I said oh look I don't think I'll do this time trial I'll, I might just keep running with you and when it came to the 20 minutes he did the countdown he says well you better go and <laughs> and, and the pain had gone so there's no pain then and it's like, oh, so I just took off and 
and um, just just made it to the toilets at the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something yeah. every runner knows about. <laughs> yeah, you did a good pace. Okay. You'd, probably nice. see it, you'd probably see it in my cadence. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, All right. Yeah, but, yeah. Another fortnight. We'll, uh, we'll check in, see how you, you're going in two weeks. Yeah, I, I'm going to sort of actually focus on sticking on the program, as you said. But um, we do have a race next Saturday, Sunday, which is not an official race. It's a... A um, what do you call it? just an interclub race yeah. where we we have a fifty k relay and with five team members and each each runner does two lots of five as long as they're not consecutive and oh. we run from top the top of the coast the Paradise Point down to Tweed and yeah mm-hmm. it's a big fun day and you know you're running against all your friends. So it gets a little bit competitive. <laughs> yeah, so it can be can be good fun. And yeah, there's no medals, there's nothing like that, just a bit of a get together at the other end, keeping our distance. Cool. That's something to look forward to. So that'll be off off program, but I think that's fine to do that. Are you asking us? Are you telling us? No, are you telling I'm, Tina? I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I've already told Tina. Let us know how that works out for you. I'll probably <laughs> juggle Saturday around too because otherwise there won't be much chop on Sunday. So yeah. we'll see. Cool. Mm. All right, Jack. All righty. <laughs> so uh, here I am once again. I haven't showered and it's midday. Straight from a race to my son's pretty match. Um, Miss prize giving, so I'm not sure where I came. I'm hoping top 10, I, I think top 10. Um, and my post recovery meal isn't as good as Wayne's. I'm quietly munching on a sausage roll <laughs> and a now warm recovery drink. And I've sprayed myself with lavender pillow spray because my husband's told me to come and record in the bedroom, I think, because I smell. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 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 and, um, oh, we can start at the race. So today, today, the Perth half, it was my first Perth half marathon ever. And um, I've been in Perth for, what, four years? And it was my second half in, I think, three years. So um, coach said, go out conservatively when you turn halfway, um, come back. So the plan was negative splits. Um, I wanted 123 anything. And um, top 10, and that's what I got. I got all three. Um, I'm just really stoked. It was one, it won 23.55. And my first ever, ever um, negative split. So I'm really stoked. I felt so strong. Um, And then, of course, I got lost in the finish shoot, which. you know, I, I just don't know. Like, when I run fast, I, I can't rage. That's all. I don't know what you look like You look like a naughty girl too, Jackie. <laughs> I thought you were running into the pond. There's a pond right there. It just looked like you were going, forget the finish line, I'm going into this pond. No, well, there was a guy in front of me. I think he'd finished and he was cooling down and he went straight. So I was just following him. And then he obviously wasn't going where I was going. 
So, um, and then I, I turned and then I saw the, the other girl coming and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I quickly nipped in and, and got in there. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but, um, it was the vibe at, um, with the girls at the start it was such supportive girls very proud um, of the women in sport here in Perth because it was an absolute honour to race with them we celebrated each other's PBs this morning um, to shout out to Renee and Astrid and Kat, Queen Nera um, Joe, Marlene, Jules, Felicity Lee, Sally, oh, like, I'm just probably not mentioning everybody but it's just that we're just so awesome. Everyone's really just hoping and wishing the other one a success on the day. Um, and also shout out to the DJ at the Narrows because there was he played a song on my on the way back right here, right now. Do you know that song? Mm. <laughs> right here, right now. Well, that was playing and that drove my run home. So thank you, Mr. DJ. Because that was playing my mind and the beat kept my cadence consistent. I was just Mm. ripping that song. It was cool. Um, Let's see. Um, So leading back to to the epic race day. um, So I, oh, what was it? About two weeks ago, I had the auditors coming in. It was financial year end and my calf was misbehaving. So um, I managed to get back into a big week about 120 k's just before this one um, and I've had some really enjoyable speed play sessions. Uh, there was a 10k simulation, a Kenyan fartlek um, and then last week Sunday I ran with Tony's group. We ran around the Swan River. We actually run the course. Uh, we did a 30k, 30 to 32k with two sets of sprinkles and I, and I felt good considering I'd, I'd backed off for about two weeks just to sort out the niggle and I was like oh okay I've still got it um and then it just led into this week just a little bit of a taper um and then yeah just I felt absolutely strong today I wasn't sure you know it's, it's so hard not racing one in such a long time so you know you don't want to go out too fast and then hang on for dear life so I'm glad I listened to coach and um I now know we you know if there was another one next week, because <laughs> now I'm like, so I just go and do it. I'm just so excited all over again. <laughs> um, I'm like bitten by the race bug. Um, I'd, I'd have a better idea where, where I'd be, because if I look at the way that negative split, the way back, I was really pushing and and I thought I was going to run out of steam and I didn't. So that's a really good sign. So I was really happy with all of that. Um yeah, and then yeah, straight to Sun's footy. He had a good game, so yeah, nice family afternoon is planned for today. So and good to see Irwin on the course um, with his son, and of course Wayne doing his thing. He's just always oh, looks so light and in charge. He's just like he was with all the you know there's the Foss guys, and that poor lead cyclist had his work cut out for him today. Like I don't... <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And it was just just being able to see them on the, you know, we were running up the bridge and you had this view of the guys and they just make it look so easy, you know. It's just, oh, it was just superb. Mm. I don't think Perth has seen a race this big in quite a few years. It was, the competition was deep and it was just epic. So just to be hopeful top 10 today is just like an honour. It was really cool.
So yeah, well done to everyone who took part and um, I hope you got a PB because the conditions were good and that Mounds Bay Road, normally there's a horrible headwind, but today there wasn't, there was a little bit of a wind, but it was okay, you know, and the crowd was there and to all the volunteers, it was just, just to, just to have a race again, it's just been awesome because you just don't know what's going to happen next week, you know. Mm -hmm. There's all the second waves going on, and we, we all train for the marathon, um, the Bibra marathon at the end of the month, and you just don't know, you know, what's going to happen. So you just got to mm. embrace this. So yeah, it's a lacquer, a very lacquer day. Nice. Nice. Sure. Yeah, there was no uh, no excuse weatherwise. If you turned up and wanted to blame something today, <laughs> it was purely on your own, like your own back, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was just so awesome. It just everyone was happy and smiling, and it was just like oh, I just get goosebumps. It was just brilliant. <laughs> Jackie, I've got a question. Go. Sorry, sorry. No, no, you quick, go. No, no, quick go. question. Just one thing that uh, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'd, okay. I'd like to hear it from you. What what you you said you thought you were going to run out of steam at yeah. um, I think seven wherever it was sort of yeah. towards the end and you didn't and you're excited why do you think you didn't I mean for me this is such a question like because it happens you know you you get yeah. halfway through a marathon you're so good and then and then that last seven k's or whatever you just run out why do you think you didn't because I, I was conservative the first half um, normally I do get pulled along and I, I felt like I wanted to go and I really had to hold myself back. And then and then I had this like chant in my head going, oh, I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, to the bridge, to the bridge, you know, push it. I don't know. I was, mm, mm, the mm. strange things that you do. But normally mm. you get to where I was still pushing, when I was looking at the Crown Hotel, normally that's where I run out of steam. And I was going at, what is it? Oh, it was just... Probably five five seconds off my no about five a, a few seconds off my ten k pace and I was like oh gosh you know uh, mm. I don't I don't know how this is going to end because I've, it's the first time I've raced like this and I think you know Wayne you know he does make sense you know that you just all those long runs and you know you're just building that engine that mm. you know, I was just feeling so strong it just I think if you do go conservative, it does definitely pay off. Mm. You know, and you really do have an, a strong finish. But I, I was, because I've never managed that pace before at a half now, or even at any race, I just thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to, am I going to run out? And then I was like, no, it's still there. No, it's I'm good and I'm passing mm. people. Oh, I'm still there. <laughs> and I could see, Lovely. I could see the, the marathon club. And I was like, oh, this is the best finish ever. So, yeah, I'm really, really yeah, happy. And then I, and I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, thank you. I thought so. Hey, Wayne. Just, just get the chalkboard yeah. out, mate, and put another one next to the aerobic running. Oh, aerobic. has got another one. Oh, There's another one there. Oh. <laughs> AR for PB. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, go. Oh, no, like, like I said, I even um, I had this chat with a few of the listeners at the end of it because they all thought, oh, you haven't been training much. And I said, no, no, I've been, you know, staying reasonably consistent. And, uh, you know, that 
it comes up time and time again. And and a few of them mentioned they said, oh, sometimes you know, um, they can they can hear the passion, and and it's true. Um, you know, it's it's what I've uh, obviously been been working with so it works it definitely works and and knowing when to put it in um you know to obviously put it in at the right time that's the key and that's why i think the guy it was camo i met camo oxford at the finish and he he was so excited by it you know he was he says mate it works and i said it works i said it's magic so so yeah that's and again you know just listening to jackie's answer the same thing sandy it's it's um you know in in in, in training for those, you know, the longer stuff, when you keep working just at that aerobic function, um, that's what keeps you, obviously, um, you get comfortable in that zone. So, obviously, when you extend yourself a little bit, um, the body knows. Like today, I knew exactly where I needed to be, um, uh, you know, and, 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 and I dare say if I'd not run, put in, put in a lot more of those aerobic runs, um, I don't think I'd be able to... Um, to see the same sort of results coming. So it works. So I'm, I'm 100%, uh, uh, you know, in 100% belief that it definitely works. So, yeah. Right, I was channeling that, um, that run with, that we did where we finished, because I had a look at it this morning just to say, okay, what's yep. possible? And I said, you've just done, you did that long run and you were running the pace that, you know, you're going to be finishing at. So, you know, it's, you did it at a 30K. So when I was when it was those last five k's, I was like, right, this is Lake Herdsman, and we're going to, where... <laughs> you know, here's, here's the sprinkles go, and it. That's it. That's <laughs> it, Jackie. Sorry. Also, whilst I'm at it, I, I had a look at your run, your Strava run. Go and look at it. You can actually see where you went almost into the lake at the finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. It's it's there. But sorry, I had to. <laughs> uh, we won't forget that one, Jackie. Owen and I are witness to it too. <laughs> I had my best run, and then yeah, <laughs> I forget. Yeah, Wayne and Jackie, I just want to say I I totally can second uh, aerobic training as well. So that's another another tick for that. I've also been doing lots of aerobic training, and it just yeah, like Wayne says, it it works. It really does work. I, I think it's. It's something that's difficult to get into in the beginning because we're all always used to sort of going all out and yeah. Um, yeah. running. Yeah, run, running is, 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 is it's, it's, it's a lot more fun if you're, you feel like you're going all out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's not sustainable at all. So, yeah, I've also definitely um, seen the results of, of aerobic training. Um, nice. It is the best. Yeah, yeah. And have you been working uh, for quite a while doing that sort of training? Yeah, yeah, it's almost a year and a half that I've, oh. I've just been doing that, and okay. um, I can tell you, yeah, when I started um, my aerobic pace, uh, if you would say, so I've been doing about an hour TTs every now and then just to see how I improve, and it's been so, so nice to be able, so you run for an hour at your aerobic threshold, yep. and um, yeah, when I started out, I think it was about five minutes a K, and um Within a year and a half, it got down to about four, I think 419. That was the fastest. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And and what I like about uh, the aerobic base is it's it's an actual base you build. So if you That's if you're um, yeah if you're out out um, with an injury or you know you you're taking a few weeks off, uh, it it really takes you about four weeks max just to just to, to bring it back. Yeah, and and you're back where you started again. So. 
it, it, yeah, I can totally just vouch for that. We've been doing Maffetone uh, method quite yep. religiously. <laughs> oh, well, um, yep. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I'm preaching to the converted. Well done. <laughs> well done. Because, <laughs> like I said, yeah. that that's very similar. Because film Maffetone is the exact same. Uh, you know, I think he just uses an H calculator, but mm. it, it all works out the same in terms of yes. developing that aerobic function. And what a lot of people don't realize, Marisha, is that they think it just comes quickly. And for me yes. personally, like I've been doing it for a few for a while. And it's taken yeah. a few years to develop. And you know what's the exciting part, Michelle? That's what I'm saying to him for you and all the listeners. If you keep working on it and don't bite off too much too soon, uh, it, you, you can only see improvements, you know, continue to come. And that's why I'm – sorry, I sound so excited, yeah, but I'm so excited <laughs> because, because I can still see it improving and see it coming. And yes. I got off the phone straight away. I went to grab a coffee and my wife saw me upload and she comes straight on to me and she's screaming on the other side. And she's saying, it's working. And I said, yep, it's working, yeah. you know. So um, absolutely, you know, even yourself, Marisha, with the results that you've got, um, if, you, if you're doing that training, there's no doubt that you're going to see a whole lot more coming, you know. So, yeah, that's um, the thing. Like, I don't feel like we've, we've definitely not reached the, the roof at all with this. And I don't think you, you ever really do. That's, I think it's because you're building your aerobic strength so slowly um, yep. it, it is a slow process. Your, your body has enough time to adapt all the time. Um, yep. So it's it's building new arteries and things. And yeah, it I've, like we've we actually in the lead up to comrades now in the beginning of this year. Um, so I've been doing aerobic marathons as well, where you run the whole marathon um, yep. aerobically, which wow. really works works on your discipline. Um, yes. Yeah, and I, I, I got to about a, a 308. That was my aerobic marathon, which was just, oh. I, I mean, a year and a half ago, that would have been, it would have been completely impossible been in my up. mind. You'd yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly, exactly. So, and the, the, the brilliance of aerobic training for me as well is that you, you recover so much quicker because you're not at that sort of full throttle. So oh. recovery-wise, you, you can almost go again after... Oh, I'm, like, I'm liking yeah. you even I'm liking you more. The more I'm talking to you, the more I'm liking you. I could have honestly given you a kiss on the cheek today. <laughs> you got enough of them this morning. <laughs> well, he needs to hand them out, you know, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Marisha, do you want to jump straight into your fortnight then? Like, and also, do you want to give us a background of who you are? Yes, um, please. Because yeah. Yeah, there'd be people listening that would love to actually know who you are and your background in the sport and then give us an idea of your fortnight because following you on social media, I think, sorry, Sandy, but um, she takes the cake for the most picturesque runs. <laughs> well and truly. You, you, you firmly sit in second, but she is well and truly on top of the podium. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're very lucky. So so just, yeah, a quick background. I um. I've been running all my life. I basically started running um, at high school. I did, did some cross country. Um, it's been on and off. So I've had periods where I haven't run for a while. But I, around 2016, I sort of started back up. Um, luckily, myself and my husband, we got in it, into a position where it, both of us didn't have to work. So he, he was like, you know, what is it that you want to do? And I decided to to actually uh, do what I love most, which which is running. So I've been focusing just on running since 2016 um, and trying to 
get to a point where I can make it a, a career. Um, a lot has happened since then. So it actually, the, the comrades journey started, my husband did comrades in 2016 and I was at the finish line. I think it was the year that Caroline Vostman, um, that, that whole thing happened and it was just such an exciting finish. Um, I saw the, the leaders uh, come in and yeah, I was just hooked. It, it completely um, inspired me to, to do the further distances. Up until then, I was only doing half, half marathons. I hadn't even done a marathon. Um, so, yeah, since 2016, I did my first marathon. Uh, we did a half Ironman, um, did my first comrades, um, and then decided to focus on speed. So uh, the initial focus was to get to a 90-minute half. We then moved to London in between somewhere and um, raced a few of the, the London races. I was fortunate enough to get into London Marathon for the Marathon Championships, which was just the best experience ever. And um, moved to Wales uh, about eight months ago. So that's why all the, the pictures are so... <laughs> picturesque as well as Wales is just a stunning stunning area to to run in and to live in um, and I decided on comrades as my goal race about two years ago um, so it's been a it's been a two-year journey um, to to build up to be able to race comrades and then COVID-19 decided that that's not going mm -hmm. to happen so that's, yeah, that's sort of a, a brief summary of, of all of that. Um, and my fortnight highlights. Um, so about two weeks ago, I, um, let me just get back to Comrades. So we, I, I built up to Comrades and when all of, you know, the whole world pandemic thing happened, I, I decided to, to continue training, to, to stick to the program, Darren. <laughs> and um, we trained up until the point where I was going to taper for Comrades, and we, we did our own little 80 kilometer around the hills in, in Wales um, around the 12th of May, and took some time off after that just to recoup. Um, and the plan was to switch to, to trail running, um, the, the reason was the trail races were actually still um, going on because they're, they're quite smaller. I think uh, it was they, they didn't need add as much social distancing. Um, so I entered a trail race for the latter part of the year and started training for that again a month ago. Um, and just um, I, I got to the first week in training and I was just like, no, this is just, just I'm just not feeling it. So um, two weeks ago, I decided to ditch the watch. So I ditched the watch and the heart rate monitor and just, just run and just get back to um, enjoying running again, which is where I'm at at the moment. So I'm running without, without my watch um, as and when I feel like it, which is about three times a week only. Um, it's, getting, it's definitely getting better. The motivation is, is popping up, but I think... I think the the massive factor in losing motivation is definitely not having um, races and also not having um, any uh, security or, or sense of, of planning for the future because I'm just listening to all of you doing your first race back this morning and I, I'm so jealous because we, we, we're not even training in groups um, yet. Uh, I think they're a lot stricter here with the, the rules um, and regulations. So 
Um, yeah, the, we we haven't done a club run at all this year. Um, so I think it's it's been tough training training on my own and not having races and all of that has just caught up with me. Yeah, so that's that's it in mm. a nutshell. I'd say you've got the best looking training buddy, your little doggy there. I just love pictures yeah. of, of him on the green hills. It's just the most beautiful shot. I just love oh, pulling. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah, he, he loves his running, so it's been great just taking him out. Um, he's actually come down from the from his room <laughs> to say hello now, so he is here in the room with me. No, he just it's, he just loves his runs as well. Yeah, so it's been great sharing that with him. Oh, cool, man. Michelle, what, what what was your expectations for comrades to say if it went ahead? What, what what were you planning? What were your goals? So initially, um, I was hoping for a top ten. It was a very um, it was a very big goal that I set. I, I remember watching in uh, 20, I think this was 27, no, 2018, watching the um, Gerda Stein um, do, do her comrades and, and following her journey. And I just completely got inspired and um, thought, you know, well, let me give it a shot and see if I can get to, to a top, a top 10. Um, yeah, so that was the initial plan. I think through, throughout training for comrades, I, I I had to reassess a bit, and I think the the, the goal shifted to a more of a, a silver, just to, to get it at least to a silver. Um, yeah, so so that's that's what I was hoping for. Awesome, that's that's yeah. absolute awesome. And are you running with um, Team Massmark? Is that who you with or? No, no. So I wasn't actually running with any. I wanted to run with Team Asmod, but they only, I actually contacted them. They, they only um, do South Africa, if you live, if you're domicile in South Africa. Um, yeah, I think Jackie and myself, we spoke about this um, when I initially reached out to Jackie. It was the um, difficulty about moving overseas and not being able to run as a South African. So oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I had to actually enter as an international runner, although um, I, I do obviously have a South African passport and, but with the new domicile rule, you're, you're not allowed yep. to run as a South African if you're living overseas, which, which makes absolute sense. So yeah, I was going to run for Great Britain. Wow. Yeah. I reckon we've got a good team here, Jackie. We could put a yeah. team of internationals, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's an interesting concept, that one. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we've got some time to look into it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, Marisha, do you think it's a bit of a blessing in disguise? Because now, now that you're really almost dialed into uh, the Methotone method, do you think having another year and build an even bigger base is going to help you? Um, or, yes, I yeah. do. I do think so. Yes, um, I, I do still have to decide whether I am doing comrades next year. Um, I think at the moment I'm making, I'm just making no plans um, yeah. because we we really don't know when we'll be able to to race again. I, I'm hoping by December, obviously, we'll be able to to start racing. It's one thing I did realize, though, it is, it's so difficult to train for comrades if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, <laughs> mm. um, especially in Wales. It rains so much um, in, in winter, um, so a lot. And especially also, no one else is training for comrades, so it's, it's just mm. you. Most people are like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I still have to decide. Yeah, I, I do have unfinished business with comrades, um, and I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be back. Um, it all depends on where the the future takes me with regards to trail races. I'm focusing a lot more on trail running at the moment because of where we live, and it's just so easy to get into the trails. Um, it's it's a lot easier. We do have nice roads to train on as well. But I mean, a recovery run around here is about 300 meters elevation, <laughs> even on the road. <laughs> so um, yeah, trail does seem like the obvious um, choice uh, at the moment. And I'm intrigued by when you mentioned 80 k's as your long run. Um, were is there what was the thinking behind it, or was it just purely for confidence? It was. It was kind of just purely to convert all the the mileage that that I've done in the year mm -hmm. so you know the yeah the thinking was that you know we've we've done all this training um let's let's go do a, a 80k um it, it, we did a bit of a mountain and then sort of half of it was mountain half of it was road um and the idea yeah was just to to convert all the mileage into a an ultra um that was going to to put some some distance on the legs as well, especially because I've I've only started this journey two years ago, so I don't have that much experience. So um, we thought, you know, the the more um, ultra distances I can put on my legs, um, the better it is for just gaining experience for you know for, for going that distance. So yeah, that was the thinking behind that. Cool, and yeah. I think uh, would you like to mention aid station now? Yeah, so that's also I think one of the reasons why um, I've I've backed down a bit on running. So we, myself and my husband, we've actually started a, a company um, where, uh, and this is something that I struggled with when I moved to London um, and did the, my first uh, cross country race in London. It was where to find um, shoes, or, or more specifically, what shoe running shoes to use for um, cross-country races in, in London because we, we were at our running club and um, a week before the race, I was telling the, the other runners, you know, I'm just going to run barefoot. And they were like, uh, no, you can't run barefoot um, in, in London um, on a cross-country race. And I was like, well, that's what we did in South Africa. I know. So, yeah, we, we did all our cross-country barefoot. Even if, you know, the, the course had thorns, you just you just yep. sort of picked them out. And <laughs> if I run in grass, I, I want to take my shoes off and everyone here thinks it's crazy. So I'm like, that's how we ran. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, they also thought I was crazy. So I was like, well, okay, what shoes do I use? So I went to to Facebook to ask people for help and I um, I just realized, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a gap um, here for knowing which, what is the best gear or the best shoes and um, socks and, you know, just everything we, we use on a consistent basis on our run. So we've started Aid Station. Um, so how it actually works is uh, you can link your Strava account and your Strava obviously tracks your watch and your, um, your shoes that you're running in. And those get automatically uploaded to Aid Station, and it's it's almost like a submission. So we we feel that if you are using a certain shoe consistently, you you obviously love the shoe. Um, otherwise, you would you would change it um, out for something else. And what we then do is, if you search on Aid Station, for example, for the best shoe to use for a cross country run, a list of shoes will pop up, um, and it will be ranked by the most popular to the least popular. So it's, it's sort of an easy way 
to just find the best shoes and you can filter by location. So the best shoes that people are using in your area around you, which are obviously going to be specific to your terrain and climate and, and all of that. So, yeah, so that's kept us busy. We recently launched and it's it's been a full-time job, which was a, a massive shock to the system after not working for about four years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we're very excited about that. So yeah, you should all go check it out um, and, and let me know what you think about it. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah, we've really enjoyed having you on so far. So Anna, we've been chatting for a little bit um, behind the scenes. So we're glad we can have you jump on. And I think we'll, we'll definitely get you on again um, if we do get an yeah, announcement thanks. for next year. And we'll see how we go from there. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think it would be great to, I've been listening to you guys and just, just to also, you guys are so lucky to have this podcast to be able to to check up on each other. Um, like like you've mentioned before, I think it is something that it kind of keeps you going. Um, so yeah, yeah and, and just me listening to this as well throughout the Comrades journey, I, I do know there, there were many weeks where um, listening to you guys and what you guys were doing and the fact that you were keeping... Yeah. Keep keeping going. Um, also, kept me going. So thanks for that. That was yeah. Much no. Needed. Also, I want to encourage you, Marisha, cool. just listening to you because you sound very similar to your situation to mine. Yeah. In that I'm yeah. also isolated. Like I'm away from my family. I've been away for yes. three months, and I'm isolated at work. And there's you know it's a, there's a lot of challenges that come with that. But I think mm -hmm. the only thing that keeps me very oh, besides the fact we had a race today, but but that keep me driven is is you know. Um, just keeping the eye on the big picture. So in as much yeah. as I don't have a, like even now, I don't know when's the next race going to be, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm sitting here after today's result, I'm thinking, man, I wish there was a marathon because I know I could put specific training into it and possibly, you know, see a great result. You know, I know it sounds selfish, but that, that's just sort of the way I'm thinking. But, you know, just in listening to you, uh, you know, just to encourage you that, yeah, you know, stick with what you're doing, you know, even the, just, just, just stay consistent and keep, you know, uh, I know it's hard speaking personally because, you know, when you don't have people to train with, it's real hard. So yeah, yeah just stay consistent, keep your eye on the prize, keep a few goals, you know, you know, have something to kick towards and just, just keep ticking off nicely, work on that engine, keep building it. And I've no doubt, you know, when it does come around, you'll also, you'll knock things out the park. So, yeah, um, thank you. No, thanks for that advice. I, no. I think consistency is definitely it's definitely very important. It's it's something I want to work on. I, I after the the long 80k we did, I, I haven't been as consistent as I'd like to have been. But mm -hmm. I think yeah, ditching the watch um, for a for a bit. It's been it's been two weeks now without a watch, has yep. has really helped um, just to get me back. Because the one thing I think about uh, heart rate training is you you do watch. Um, your watch <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot zone. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. you tend to to get fairly obsessed with which zone you're in all the time and I, I think it was just a much needed detachment yeah. from that for yep. a while I still I still know what aerobic feels like so I, mm -hmm. I definitely haven't been pushing over that um, yep. but it was just good to to just get back to to running you know just mm. just running and enjoying running for what it is um, that's it yeah, to be able you, to exactly to to get to because you I, I want to get away from from constantly having external things motivate me. I, I think motivation yep. is best if it comes from the inside. So that's what I'm yep. <laughs> that's what I'm working towards at the moment. You, yeah, 
you know, because just listening to you, running by feel is, is magic. Because you know what happened last week? We all know this. Sorry, oh, when you haven't brought it up yet, I'm surprised. But last week, Garmin crashed. And when it crashed, <laughs> people were going nuts. How do I upload? What do I do? So what I did, uh, Marisha, what I did is I actually yeah. chucked the watch. If you look, I'm missing four or five days. And I said, oh, Garmin's not working. I'm not worried. And I just left the watch. And I did a couple runs just purely like you do there, which by feel. And yeah, it, yeah. there was no speed or anything, just, just by feel. And obviously, I have nothing to upload, but, but I did a yeah. couple of runs. And it felt magic. And I think maybe that's even a part of the success that I had today as well was that I didn't push. I didn't do anything, you know. Um, yes. I felt no pressure. When Garmin went down, sorry, uh, sorry to all the Strava and Garmin fans, but <laughs> I watched people go nuts. Oh, I know. I can't <laughs> upload. What do we do? Just not to run. They were yeah. like, who's watching? So I think a lot yeah, of people yeah. can take can learn a lot from you where you're in that same situation where you go, oh, hang on, today I'm going to ditch the heart rate monitor, I'm going to ditch the watch. You, you can still upload a run manually, uh, you yes. know, if you wanted to, but just go by feel because sometimes that's, that's good, you know, and, and it doesn't put, you've got no pressure on you. So we certainly can learn a lot from, from what you've just described there and it keeps, keeps it relative and keeps it real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I know of a lot of people who wouldn't go for a run just because they can't track it on Garmin. And I was just like, that's nuts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just go for a run. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's been an eye-opening experience, definitely, to ditch the watch um, and, and heart rate monitor for a while. Um, I, I'm missing it. I am missing it. And I think that's a, that's, a good, that's a good thing. It's been a while since I've missed it. So, yeah, I definitely think this week coming, um, I'm going to get back on track a bit um, slowly. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go sort of guns blazing, but I'll definitely, yep. um, yeah, I'll definitely get back on track. So it was, it was a very good strategy, I think, just to get your your mind in the in the right space because um, often, yeah, we, we we suffer from mental fatigue, not physical, and I don't think, That's right. um, yep. yeah, myself, I haven't been actually focusing on on the mental uh, fatigue or the mental fatigue that I've been building up throughout the year and it's definitely yep. shown yeah so that's also very important to just um, keep track of keep, keep uh, an eye on it but that also yeah. shows that you you know like all of us we're all human we got lots of different uh, obstacles and things that we face from day to day so yeah, it's exactly. good to talk to, yeah. to, to a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <All good>. of course. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Nice. Yeah, the old uh, Garmin cryptocurrency <laughs> stash, right? Yeah. It was an interesting <laughs> one, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it, just, it was interesting for me because I use Strava to see and Garmin can see how I'm going, right? So, like, you delve into and the people that you know that you look at what they're doing, but I don't if I don't have anyone else's runs on my feed, it wouldn't really impact me. It's actually just for my own. Um, oh, yes, but jeez, yeah. like there was some yeah. meltdowns. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. but I also understand the importance that people have for it yeah. because it's the accountability, yeah. you know. Like, mm. and so I understand all aspects of it, and I don't think yeah. anyone's in it because I heard a few people judging and saying, "Oh, well, look now it shows how." Um, they really needed it and all they were doing it. And I said, well, we've really got no rights. If that person needs the accountability, well, then that's what's there for. Um, so you almost felt for people that really needed it. And Yeah, that's true. So I'm yeah. glad it wasn't out for too long because it would have really rattled a lot of people. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we, we got around the manual upload, though. So 
They might have got <laughs> us, but at the end, we still won the war. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I know Darren was freaking out a bit, but we got the manual upload, mate, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> but Thank you. yeah, it, it, it was a it was a bother. <laughs> oh, as soon as it went down, I thought, oh, he must be sweating bullets. If there's one man that needs driver, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, if it's not on Strava, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> you could see exactly. Garmin on Strava. It was pretty quiet the first day or two, until people figured out how else to upload their runs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was so. The first day was frustrating because nobody knew. So that morning, I didn't run. I thought I'll go in at lunch, and then I got back from my run as well. Oh, let's upload. And I just kept refreshing every 10 minutes. I was like, what is going on? You know, normally you think an upgrade is going to last an hour or two hours, especially with Garmin. They're so fast. And then six hours later, it's still going. I thought, oh, this is the real deal. <laughs> but yeah, um, I had a decent fortnight. Um, this is my most enjoyable part of a build up, actually. It's all like this is the real meat to use some of um, Wayne's terms. But it's where you really start accumulating fatigue. And I mentioned that to a couple of people yesterday. It's where you, all you do is you train, sleep, work, eat, train, sleep, work, eat. And you've got that tired feeling, but it's a good tired mm. that you just know that you're doing work. And I love this part of the marathon build-up. Um, you feel really bad at the start of your run, but about five to six Ks in, you come good just because your legs are, are heavy. And it's such a nice feeling, but mm-hmm. I had a 371k month, which is the biggest I've ever done. Uh, even in comrades training, never done that much. Yeah, so huge. that was a 100k week and then an 85k week in these last two for the fortnight. So yeah, I'm pretty right. Like this fortnight of work's probably been my best for any marathon I've done, I think. Um, it had everything. So my sessions, long runs, um, did a couple of doubles just to run on tired legs, which Wayne uh, called me up on. He called me <laughs> last week. He's like, what's going on, mate? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they were all pretty much, like those doubles were all off the back of aerobic stuff in the morning. So it was pretty much just a flush and get some tired tired leg stuff happening. So now it's not about cooking the golden goose, right? So this is where people get a bit excited and almost want to do too much. So the extra run's not going to do anything. Missing a run's not going to do anything. If anything, missing a run might be beneficial. So, yeah, it's just going to be about staying on program for this next two weeks, and then we taper. So got one more big week. This is a 100K week coming up, and then we start going downhill. But we'll start sharpening up as well at the end of this week. And, yeah, it's a bit of fun. Really enjoying it. I said to Camo as well this morning, for me, in all sport, it's about getting to the day of an event by giving yourself the best opportunity. So whatever happens on the day, it just happens, right? Yeah. But I, I always say get there, and it could be a job interview. Get there, giving yourself the best opportunity. If there's someone better, yeah. such is life. But you yeah. can't turn around and say, oh, you weren't ready you didn't do this well, there's no excuses. If it doesn't work, such is life, move on to the next one. And I'm content with it. I could blow up by 20 minutes. 
Oh, well, I enjoyed 18 weeks of a build. Great. I know what to do now. Mm-hmm. Race day didn't happen. Oh, well, it's not the end of the world. But for me, it's about take the opportunity. So, yeah, well, hopefully in four weeks' time, we're sitting here and going, we took the opportunity and away we go. Yeah. If not, yeah, we go to the next one, right? So Onwards but, and upwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been enjoyable. Um, it's been consistent. And we just stick to process, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another thing, Owen. Uh, in today, because today I got a real opportunity to meet a lot of the listeners. I, I was surprised how many listeners they are, and not in a, in a real good way. Um, and that's the one thing that they all said, you know. Um, and I want to give kudos to everyone, uh, you know, on the panel as well as that. So many people mentioned how just our chats, and I had no idea, honestly the impact that it had on so many people and they were so grateful just for the accountability you know even sandy how you're talking mm. about you know how we you feel accountable but the accountability is keeping you fit in a sense because you're like oh if i got mm. nothing to 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 talk about in my two weeks there what's gonna happen <laughs> you know i just to report back yeah something. <laughs> you're listening to darren over there i can hear darren and I had to ask him about the run streak because he knows he's accountable, man. These blogs are going to ask me what's going to happen, <laughs> you know. So uh, we, we all, uh, you know, I want to tip the hat to everyone because, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, like I know, I know we haven't spoken for three weeks. And then last week I contacted Owen to say, look, I don't think I can talk this week because work's been real busy. But then when it came to that Sunday, I knew something's missing. And I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't spoken to the guys, but it's been so good because in that sense, you, you know, you feel a bit, well, I do in any way, feel, feel very, feel normal and you can just talk about what you've been through, what's coming and, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's almost like counseling. Yeah, therapy. Yes. Yeah. Like therapy. Right, right. Sorry. I know yeah. I'm getting deep now, guys, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but Wayne, I think, I think that is so true what you're saying, because even me uh, preparing for this talk uh, yesterday, just thinking about my past two weeks, that's something I've never yep. done um, yeah. ever. So, and I, I, I started writing everything down, and I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. I should do this more often, you know, like <laughs> well, you're, you're assessing what you're doing. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, it really was like therapy. And I was like, wow, look what I've done. And even the, you know, the past few years, it's, it's been, it's been quite an eye-opening experience. Yeah. Well, Marisha, your point exactly, because we we're supposed to talk a week ago and coming up to that Sunday, I went, my goodness, I haven't, I haven't prepared. I haven't planned. I can't go on. I, I can't, yeah. I can't talk. So yeah. exactly your point. You, you have to turn up. You look at Darren. I, I, could, I could, yeah, I didn't even know Darren went to a bit of a niggle, but I could hear him trying to come through the back door, tell us about this niggle. <laughs> because, <laughs> because Darren is accountable. He's the most valued um, novice there, is, and everyone's watching him. He, so he's got a lot of pressure on him. Good pressure, but Darren, good pressure. So, is, that, is that number one draft pick? <laughs> but even like today, Today was the first time I'd sat there and gone, or oh, maybe I should have raced. But also because, again, you're a bit accountable, right? Yeah. So you sit there and go, oh, maybe I should have just put a time on the board. And But it's one of those temptations. And you guys would feel it even today when you were running. Just the yeah. temptation to, to go because – and that's one of my biggest running regrets, actually, Marisha, is not keeping a diary. I know that we've yeah. got everything electronic, but – I wish I kept an old school written journal from day yeah. one 
where mm. you could actually look back and go, yes, a hundred books of where I wrote, how I felt in that session. And, and I kind of try to do it on Strava, um, yeah. but you know, that's going to disappear one day and all it takes is for Strava to shut up shop <laughs> and everything's gone. What, Don't say what that. We, no, but what do we actually, like, do you guys keep, I reckon, Wayne, you're a spreadsheet guy. Jackie, you're a spreadsheet person. Spreadsheet. I can tell locked yeah. in. Uh, Sandy, you're a spreadsheet person. I can, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not with my runs yeah. but if that crashes today yeah. it's all gone yeah like yeah. what how can mm-hmm. you ever look back on your running and go oh, five years ago i did this it's... yeah um when my first run was like nike driven they had that big campaign in south africa and we all used the nike app and i actually found it the other day and i hadn't been on it in ages and I saw my first few runs, they were at seven and a half minutes per kilometer, not miles. <laughs> uh, and it was only 3K. So I was like, how? It's nice to look back and go, geez, I've come. Yes. I've actually come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Put all that info together. In fact, Mark Page, who we're going to be interviewing again after he got that injury, he's even now, every day he runs, he writes what the weather was like, who ran with. All written down how far wow. I felt. Wow! And he's saying he's always said, "Jack's come and come and read through." You know, if you want to look mm. at at comrades training, and so yeah, he's always mm. been really open. But I'd love to just look at what he was doing, and you know, it's just yeah. well. If, also, Jackie, if you look at um, Bruce Fordyce's diaries, yeah. I couldn't believe the amount of detail that he put in. He's, he he still proudly says he still has them all intact. Yeah. And, wow. you know, I mean, look at the wealth of knowledge that he shared so openly with the entire world. You know, if you wanted, it's there. And um, I just couldn't believe the detail that he put in there. And that's what kept me. I, I do keep a spreadsheet out. <laughs> but uh, <yeah. laughs> it's definitely not, uh, not, not nowhere near the quality of that. Yep. Nowhere near. Yeah. Back when I first started running, even part of your comrade's pack was uh, the Nedbank it was like a little booklet. Oh, and, yeah. And you actually could write that they had the whole year or six months, six months at a time. Oh, you used I, to get that little training book that you could I write. I never in. used it, but I like uh, get it. Yeah. I always had plans to use it. Yeah, no, I you that's what I used in the beginning of my training. <laughs> None of the Strava stuff. So yeah, it was quite good. Yeah. So pure. Yeah, quite, yeah. I reckon running you would have been a more disciplined runner too. Because only you saw what you did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's 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 nice to be able to write down how you were feeling as well, instead of just it's like Strava does does help, but you can't really go into detail. Um, you know, I think to be able to write down like mm. who you ran with and how you felt in a more detailed way um, would mm-hmm. would work really well. So I think, yeah, keeping a training log um, in a booklet, I think it's definitely something I'm probably going to start doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also write about how you feel going into the run. Like I know yes. on training peaks and a lot of professional athletes, when they turn up to training or whatever, you put – you know, had a bad night's sleep or woke up feeling dehydrated. And because that will reflect if you don't hit the quality. You Mm -hmm. know, if if you're used to getting eight hours sleep and you only got five, then make a note of that because it's going to reflect how you felt. Of course, Um, yeah, yeah. 
It's not picked on as well before a race where you can go, oh, okay. You know, I wasn't feeling good at the time, but I still managed to make out the session. All right, don't stress. You know, you got mm. this. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. But Marisha, something you also mentioned earlier, and that was training on your own and training in groups. And it is definitely one thing that living in South Africa and doing comrades, I mean, I did nine of my comrades while I was there. And it's yeah. amazing because, I mean, if I think of my first, very first year of training, and I trained with those people for five to six years, we, it's a, when you talk about accountability there and only you knew what you were doing, but we had a group and there were mm -hmm. 10 to 15 of us that, Literally, um, I mean, John and Liz Chillen ran the group for us and uh, we were called, called the morning glories and <laughs> we used to rock up there every day. <laughs> and they would just tell us what to do and this is what we're doing mm. on this day and that's what we're doing on that day. And you, there was a five-minute rule. That's why I still stick to my five-minute rule. You wait for someone for five minutes before you just run off without them. And, and yeah, that was it. You, so you just... Yeah, it, yeah, we were accountable, but but the, the fortunate part in South Africa is you had those big groups uh, to train with, and they were all running and training for comrades. Yeah, so, yeah, Sandy, it, that's so it, true. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't even really have to record too much of what I was doing because it was just all being. I was just being told what to do basically, and just this is what you got to do if you want to finish. This is what you have to do. Just be there. Just rock up and run, and then you'll you'll get it right. You know exactly. So, I mean, yeah. they took us through um, training. That well, I suppose we didn't even realize at that stage, but they had run silver medals themselves, and they were giving back, I suppose, to the running community. And yeah, that's that's how we recorded our runs, pretty mm -hmm. much, is is by being there, <laughs> and then they did it all for us. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, I remember yeah. my first comrades as well was um, we basically did all the the long runs were with a group um, and it was the same group every Sunday yes. where we did the, yeah. the Vitsa runs and, you know, everyone did the Gordon's Bay run, the one that goes the 60K um, and it, it, yeah. all the comrades runners in Cape Town basically trained together for a whole six months right. of the year. And yeah, it was, right. it was pretty special. I think that's yeah. what makes the race even more special as well. It's, it's that build up. And, you know, you see, a co I remember seeing a, a comrades runner or a runner wearing a comrades uh, shirt on the road and you kind of just always give a nod, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it. I know, I know. Yeah, most definitely. For sure. Yeah. I can just about pull a muscle now when I see a comrade's run a running path. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comrades runner. record Wayne for a weekly or fortnightly recap but uh well, it was let, three weeks yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> but, let's uh let's roll on to a couple of these questions so uh the first one is what is your biggest nutrition mistake you have made or do make so for me it, I had to think about this actually uh for me it's probably more along hydration and post post run hydration <laughs> So it's very much not doing what I say um, and yeah. really trying to catch, 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 um, catch the liquid up or catch the fluid up in a way. 
Um, and I really, especially after a long run, I really need to be more disciplined with it because you generally are finishing dehydrated. So you really have to be putting almost double back in because if you put the same amount in that you lose, you're only at equal. So you're not actually hydrated in a way. So is everyone all right there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it's it's more the hydration and really keeping my electrolyte in balance. That's my biggest one that I have to drum into myself. So not necessarily a mistake, but it's the important one for me. Uh, nutrition, anything else, I've got knuckled down and nailed down and I'm very religious with it. Um, but yeah, hydration for me is the big one. Uh, Marisha, why don't you tell us? long run um my first comrades myself and my husband we were actually going to do comrades together and we, we did run together um but for the long run we um i don't know if you guys remember the rehydrate it's like a little packet of almost yes. electrolytes yeah so we had a rehydrate um to to re refuel on electrolytes and um, at the drinks table, we thought there was going to be a cup, you know, that we could sort of mix it with water in and then have a drink. And so there were no cups. So we ended up throwing the rehydrate just straight into our mouth. <laughs> and, yeah, and we, we just had a few, a, a few sips of water, you know, just to mix it. And we swallowed. And it was one of the worst things we had ever done. We didn't realize you had to mix it with at least 500 milliliters of water. So, oh man, that whole run, we were so nauseous. It was, it had such a, an odd effect on us. It's almost like you kind of overdosed. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah. It was, so that's the biggest mistake uh, that I've made. Um, yeah, and then I'm I'm quite strict with with uh, in terms of fueling. I I am very strict with myself on my long runs, especially. I always have a, a gel. I would say every uh, it used to be every seven kilometers. Um, I used to use the Spring Energy gel, so they they're quite natural, so they don't have a, a massive spike. So. They used to be every seven kilometers. Um, I've switched to science in sport now, um, and they're a bit more um, sort of jelly and uh, glucosey. So them I do every 45 minutes. And yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm like on the dot every 45 minutes. Uh, one of the mistakes I've made with that was to, so I always count, okay, I'm going to be out for so long, so I need X amount of gels, and I actually, packed uh, one one gel too little <laughs> so I got to the end of my run and I was like oh it's time for my last gel and I was like oh, where is my gel um so <laughs> now yeah in the future I, I always just so if I know I need seven I always pack eight just yeah. in case <laughs> yeah so that's that's it from my side I, one thing I did notice this morning and I noticed at every race is the somewhat over-reliance on gel, well, not over-reliance, but almost people just um, thinking, oh, we need this. Because in the back of the packet of a gel, it says like every 30 minutes, right? Yeah. Um, or take it before an event and things like that. And I think the general punter, geez, I, I reckon I saw some people with like four this morning for a half marathon. 
in their wow. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're going to be yeah. buzzing or that's going to go straight through and hammer your gut. Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was, and I don't, yeah, I think it's one of the things that people really neglect is um, the nutrition stack, like say how many carbs do I need per hour. Like I know mm. for myself, I'm pretty much, I look at 60 grams, um, like for one to two hours. Um, so in a half, I'd probably take a gel on at about 12 Ks. Mm, if yeah. like if I was racing a half, yeah. if I'm training a half, I don't take anything. Um, even morning runs, if I'm doing 16, 18 k's, nothing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know about you guys. If you want to add in your answer, just if you know how much you kind of need per hour in terms of even carbohydrates. I don't eat on long runs. I, I never have. I never. I can do a three, four hour run without anything. So. I'm... <laughs> That's amazing, Jackie. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know how you do that, Jackie. Yeah. Do you not get hungry, though? Because I actually, like, lit, my stomach literally starts to rumble after almost 10 Ks. I'm, like, le legitimately hungry. <laughs> even yeah. training runs. Like, yeah. I could, go, no. I could go training runs with, like, a lower, I don't eat, like, but I'll have a bigger amount of fuel the day before. Yeah, I'll right. so I'll fuel up like so throughout the day before I'll just pretty much top up on each meal. I'll have a bit extra, knowing that I've got an early start the next morning and I'm running longer. Yeah, I've got to or... practice for races because mm. practice, so on a tempo run before a race, I'll just practice getting something in, but I'll have to mm. force myself because I know in a race I'll need it. So today I had one gel at halfway. Mm. but you also know you don't turn up on race day and go i'm using a different gel today so they're the same gels that you've used in previous races right yeah although um i didn't have any and i had to ask a friend <laughs> of the same gel though yeah i've used it before. okay okay <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna have anything and then i was like oh i might as well just have one just in case so like please bring one and, yeah and i had used it before but uh, I just, I just thought it's a half. I've, I can get through a half without feeling. Um, wow. But I did. I had a banana and the chia pod before. Mm -hmm. mm. It's sufficient, but I did feel good. I had it. So it normally makes me cramped as well. So I just um, had it slowly and then just had a little bit. Of, I couldn't. I couldn't drink water today. Those cups. Uh, in South Africa, you get those plastic bags of water. Um, here it's but it's cups and I, I just mm. all over my face so oh. I don't think I can yeah you. Jackie I can't do them either they they literally also go all over my face I kind of ha you have to slow down a little bit otherwise you have to yeah, and throw yeah. Some out. you have to throw some out there's like a there's definitely there is a trick yes, a, a trick. yes. I've, yeah I've heard if you, you got, squeeze you the neck fold it that's right yeah, yeah that's what I yeah yeah oh, gosh it's so difficult but <laughs> I don't know. It hasn't been on purpose. I just, I didn't, I started running and I just never fueled on long runs. So I think my body's got used to it and it's probably not a good thing, but mm -mm. I do try and take a lot of vitamin D and um, recovery drink afterwards. And but I'm just happier not eating on a run. And if I do eat, then I want real food. Then I want, like the peanut butter was good. Um, I ran my second comrades on a Nutribullet because <laughs> they were all the right. And my husband had me, he met me somewhere and I had it out of a Ziploc bag. Um, 
but yeah, I don't. Yeah, Mark Mark Page always complains. He says I run on air. He says it's not good. I think also selling out to what you eat. Like I don't know about you guys, but from day one, I've had the same breakfast for every race, every comrades. What is it? This is, I'll have two, uh, two to three pieces of sourdough, um, yeah. some peanut butter, jam, and butter. Oh, wow. And that, like, even long run, that'll be it. I don't, really? do not even. Well, it's the same like going for a massage, right? You do all this mileage and you do all this time, and then one meal can derail you. Mm. So, yes, if it's working, it. why bother figuring anything else? So I just go, that is what I do, that works, forget um, everything else. That's how yeah. I'm eating because I'm like, oh, well, why change now? <laughs> yeah, it sounds boring, but hey, yeah, exactly. You know, if it works, stick yeah. with it. If you were having issues, like if you were getting to 20Ks and absolutely bonking, or you know, then would say, right, well, that's obviously due to nutrition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, different strokes for different folks, I suppose. Yeah, um, but like Jackie, I suppose it's it's the it's how you you've trained your body, you know, and yeah, um, yeah I've I've come to notice with the long or ultra distance training that you can basically train your body to do anything. So yes. you've obviously trained your body to be to be okay with that. So it's it's not expecting any fuel to come in. So yeah. it's that's that's totally fine. Um, yeah. Unless you you run into issues, I I suppose I also wouldn't change that. I mean, if you if you are going to be going further, obviously, um, you can't run a comrades with no. No, food. I'll have <laughs> yeah. I think I had two race foods the first year. So have you tasted those race foods? The stuff you can, it's like a nougat. They mm. Yes, free. yes, I've had them. Yeah. I got two boxes looking at me right now, actually. Oh, I was in, the, <laughs> in the little storage container. I'm normally last comrades I bought like six boxes or so. I, I figured out how many I could have oh. per week in a comrades build up to have <laughs> enough for the next one. So that's oh. how many I bought. I was so close to messaging you this morning when I realized. Oh, you should have. Yeah, I've got a oh, few here. Because I would normally just have that before. So I'll have before a race or, you know, <laughs> after. There's a there's a wow. few boxes floating around Perth, so if you if you need some, just let me know. There's a, we tried to get it in actually. Like um, the black market. Yeah, we, we tried to get some crates <laughs> in, but they wanted exorbitant prices, so we we put that backwards. It's like alcohol and cigarettes in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People are still smoking, but it's you know you can't buy. <laughs> hey, uh, I know this, Sandy. Self-admittedly, you're not a big eater. Even post race, do you want to share your experiences? Yeah, sure. So the, we'll just go first with the the biggest mistakes I've made, probably. But I didn't know I was making the mistake. But um, once again, when we first started running, and my first comrades, I was told to take two salt tablets every two hours, and it worked. It was it worked a dream. It was fine because obviously I, I didn't cramp, and so it was all good. But I kept taking. So every comrades I ran, I kept taking the salt tabs, and the one. But as as time started going on with my comrades, I I was getting terribly nauseous, um, in towards the end of my runs, and it took me going to a woman's 
uh, Comrade's Breakfast with Lindsay Parry. And he actually said, he, he, uh, he was just, he opened the floor for questions. And I kind of put my hand up to say that this is, I'm battling with this whole nausea thing terribly towards, you know, from 60 Ks in. And he broke down my nutrition and what I was eating and everything through the race. And then he said, and what else are you taking? And I said, I'm, you know, I'm taking the two salt tabs. And he said, oh, that's an old learning. That's an old school thing. You don't need those anymore. Mm-hmm. Because since then, they brought in Powerade and um, Innergade and all of those things, which have got enough salt in them. And, but, and I was overdosing in oh, salt. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it was quite amazing. But, yeah, so I actually, so that was, a, like I said, I didn't know I was making the mistake. But, yeah, so salt tabs out the window, stop taking those. Um, Electrolyte but, and, imbalance. Yes. That's what, yeah. yeah, that's what was happening, yeah. Totally. Overdosing, and, yeah. But I didn't know <laughs> that. But I hadn't really told anybody else either that this is just something that I kept doing forever. And nobody told me to, like, I stop taking them. So I didn't even think about it, you know, until... Mm. That day, but yeah, that's clearly where the where the big nausea problem was coming in. And then I also learned just a interesting quick trick to always carry a gaviscon um, with because if, if you get to that last sort of seventy or eighty k mark um, and you've just got those last ten or twenty and that you've got that extreme nausea, if you just suck a gaviscon, it seems <laughs> to just um, settle the tummy. The fizzy, yeah. No, Gaviscon's not fizzy, is it? Is it an effervescent? It, no, 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 no. It's just one of those that you can actually put in your mouth and, and it just dissolves in your mouth. Oh, okay. So, and it really, it's so, for me, my sister taught me that one when she found me on the side of the road one day nearly not finishing comrades. Um, and I was beating her at the time. And then, of course, I didn't really do that anymore. But we still, you know, she dragged me into the finish. But, yeah, that was, funnily enough, one of the things that actually just helped and settle me down but then you also can't take too many of that because then it's too much alkaline so okay oh. so in time, so, so I look I still have that issue um at the end of of comrades those last when I get to that 70 80 k's um yeah, yeah the nausea gets me terribly um every single time but I, I do yeah, I mean, we can go, obviously, nutrition, we won't go into that in a, in, a, in a big way, but it's a normal day. That's what I also got told as well. Comrades, is a normal day, and you don't go through a normal day without eating lunch. Yes. So you, yeah. you need to eat. You, you need to eat on the day. You've got your body under huge pressure and strain on the day, and you actually need to take in food. Um, so I do that. So I make chicken mayonnaise sandwiches, and, and I have those, and they're wonderful because all the other sweet stuff that you've been having – um, it's it's just too much, yeah. But then we we get we walk when we're having those things. We don't mind walking, you see. <laughs> so drinking from a cup or eating doesn't really worry us. Yeah. So and then just very quickly, one of the other really, if you want to talk a funny story, I took Tim Jan the one day before uh, uh, two oceans, and I I'm not not even going to explain what Tim Jan is to anybody, but you have to buy it from a bottle store. I didn't even know that. But a friend of mine said to me, "Oh, you know, when everyone is having trouble with their tummies working before the run, and you know, on the run, so if you take it before, and then you'll make sure that your tummy works in the morning before you go run." And I was like. Okay, and I saw her take a whole tablespoon. So I was not, I was novice then in those days. 
took a teaspoon of this stuff. Well, mine stomach started at two o'clock in the morning and it never oh. stopped for the first 21 kilometers. <laughs> oh, is that aloe juice? That's... Yes. I don't know what, I still oh. don't even know what I'm... is actually, but it's lethal. <laughs> yes, I, I actually, it was Justin's birthday before two oceans, so yeah, we had a lot of wine two days before and then I tried yes. to overcompensate, so then I drank. I, was try- I found this aloe juice and water and I was like, I'm going to just feed my body only good stuff now. And then it just made my tummy work. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got to be very careful of those type of things before you run races because they can play all kinds of tricks on your stomach. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so nothing new on race day or before race day. So, yeah. Yeah, the salt one, the one that gets me every time is when you see the the containers of salt and on race day and you see people yeah. getting yeah. and i think what what do you actually think that is what's the what are you looking for yeah. are people take it because i think it's gonna help with cramps but it's it's not yeah. because cramps yeah. is neuromuscular i know but that time it's too late so like but you people are so desperate and they're like taking bucket loads of it yeah and i'm like oh mm-hmm. it's actually going to be going it's opposite for you yeah like, that's mm-hmm. probably going to make you feel worse in a way yeah. And that um, ice that they give you, no matter how hot it is, because I had ice on my first one, and I thought, what am I doing? Ew. <laughs> you don't know where that ice has been. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I used to carry my my own salt tab, so that was never – it was and, – and we started straight up two hours in, you took your first two. And you see, we, but we didn't we, – you, all you got really at that stage was Coke, Coke, cream soda, yeah. and water. So, yeah. so it was fun. Uh, it, it didn't worry me in the beginning. Yeah, but, but Bruce, then, Bruce and only yeah. had Coke and water, didn't they? What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, in the beginning, I, what you know, we, there was definitely no Powerade and stuff when I started. Nothing. Yeah. Mm. It, was it just Coke and water? And that, like, what was the? What did people take? Cream they, soda. Cream soda. Oh, there was there was loved cream oh. soda on the run. <laughs> the, gel, the gels are basically cornstarch, right? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember what we used to use. Vitrace. So uh, what I used was Vitrace, and they were wonderful little chewy tablets that you would take. That was like a gel. I didn't like the goo. It was still. I think goo was around by then. So yeah, you've got to figure it out for yourself and figure what works and what doesn't work on this marathon on the weekend. Somebody told me try eating M and M's. Oh my god, I loved it. I will now always take a packet of M&M's with me. <laughs> they, were, they were awesome. They were lovely. Seriously, and they're all colourful. So it made me happy every time I pulled them out. <laughs> it was like a box of Smarties. Like, which colour do I want? Oh, no. <laughs> it's hard. Hmm. Jackie doesn't okay. have time for that. No, no, no. Jackie. One of our club runs, um, the 60K, the last one before Comrades, they had all these sweeties and jelly babies. It was like a party. you know. So you were just aiming for the next table. And um, I ate so much chocolate that I actually got ulcers. Like, they just didn't agree with me on a long run. <laughs> but now I avoid chocolate. Yeah, it's like right. two oceans, it. like two oceans have those bar one lady standing at yes. the top of that big yes. hill that you run up. <laughs> yes, I always put one in my top because I want one still. Like, <laughs> so I can't eat it. <laughs> Carry it to the end. See, by the time you finish, it's all melted and mushy. But... <laughs> oh, lovely. All right, let's get it back on track. Yep. <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
Yeah, well, I think for me, it's just simple ones, two easy ones. Um, but, but they are so important and I've learned it over time. The one is never to eat or have whatever, even if you're a regular meal before a race or even training within an hour of the event of your training. So if you train at 5 a.m. or 5 p.m., yep, it's a no-no, not within that hour. I, so even this morning, I, I had a light brekkie at about 5.30 this morning. And then it, it takes about two hours to digest and, you know, and I feel good. But if I have it within an hour, even 90 minutes of the event, it's still, it's still not settled. And I, don't, mm. I just don't have a great run. So I've learned that the hard way. Um, yeah. There's been a few events where I've made pit stops and, and I said, you silly. Why did it, it took me a long you know, to get that right. So <laughs> mm-hmm. very important, you know, that's a big, big uh, mistake. I see. I saw people this morning eating and chomping, and they got half marathon um, race boots on, and they're eating. And I'm going, my goodness, it's ten past seven, and you're eating. <laughs> but I'm that's just me thinking. I'm saying, oh, the other one is like straight after any big training event or or race. Like as soon as I crossed the line, Owen, I spoke to you and a few people, but I ducked off. And that what I do is I go straight to the car. Always make sure I've got a recovery drink. I get that into me within 15 minutes of finishing. And I tell you what, I've been doing that for probably about a year and a half. And the Monday, the, the next day after a race or event, I, I'm back to normal. I feel magic. Like right now, even though I'm, I'm sitting here, I can feel whatever I've taken, I've taken just protein and recovery drink. But I've taken that in and it's gone straight away to start to repair that muscle. So I, I took that for granted because in the past year, I'd have good runs and all that sort of thing. But I never, ever took post recovery drink i never got something into me or, or food straight away i always wait for three or four hours then i wonder why the next 48 hours i feel like absolute trash i just i didn't feel good i couldn't go whereas since i started doing this well, well again this is what you know a coach and somebody's there to say so hey get that into you as soon as i get into like you know i can go straight away i said to you oh and after that that drink i said i feel real good i could keep going you know so um, I certainly recommend it to anyone within 15, 20 minutes of finishing either a tough training event or a race, get some recovery into you just to start repairing that. Because during a, a race or a hard training session, you damage, you tear the muscle, you damage it. So you want to repair that muscle straight away. And that's what you want to get into you. So I couldn't stress it more. Um, definitely don't eat an hour or so before and get something into you uh you know shortly after you finish those are two great tips i got from 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 some wise people and they've stood the test of time yeah, yeah i think I, the... I can yeah sorry no you go on you're I can right. definitely definitely second that it's it's also the the recovery drink afterwards it's something i used to not do um but started doing i would say about six months ago and you can feel a massive difference um the next Absolutely. day yeah massive and um I, I never used to do that because I, I just never had a recovery drink. And I actually thought the, the protein was very important. But what, what I've realized, it, it's also the carbohydrates. Like a lot of people focus on yes. the protein. But yeah, yeah. so now if, if I ever find myself in a situation where I've, I've done a run and I, I've forgotten my drink or I haven't had time <laughs> to prepare a yep. drink, I just I literally just go for a banana. Um, like a banana does the trick um, as yep. well because uh, it has potassium. It has a whole bunch of of minerals and carbs. Exactly, yeah. And then obviously I'll try get some protein in as soon as possible after the banana. But 
banana almost like five minutes after a run just get it in like, like you, you're saying so that your body can start recovering it yeah, absolutely I can be sick in that yeah. yeah absolutely and that's why yeah. i say even this morning i saw a few of the uh, the quicker guys who finished the same thing i saw them go straight for the bottle you know it's like yeah. going from from mm. mum's breast you know straight yeah. onto it <laughs> so i knew yeah, i knew oh, this was so oh, sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew it straight away. Straight to yeah. <laughs> mother's milk, they call it. You know, that's what I always we between the boys, we always say mother's milk, boys, mother's milk. So, but it's true. As soon as you finish, and, and that's what I, I was still talking with Owen, and I said, mate, I gotta go. I'll, I'll be back. And I went mm. for a quick cool down, and I know at the car I had my recovery. I got that straight mm. into me, and then uh, I had two coffees too, that just to balance it all out. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but. Couldn't couldn't emphasize it more, and you spot yeah. on, Risha. It uh, mm. it does amazing. <clears throat> if if you know, most people ask me, "Why well, what's the big?" I said, "Get it into you straight after, mm. as soon as you finish." Mm. It's like my wife when she gives me that kiss on the cheek. I feel so good, you know, straight away. <laughs> so you know, you must it, have been it, on cloud nine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. you you can't go wrong. So no, um, you're quite yeah. right, yeah. Wayne. And I, I we used I used to do that in the first year or two. We would also do it straight away. And then I kind of drifted away from that for many years and I'm back to doing it now. I, yeah. I don't ever don't nice. do a training or a race without it. And it nice. is, it's super important. It, it really is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the post-race is so neglected, I think. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, but make it easy yeah. on yourself. So even like chocolate milk, so underrated. Yes, yeah. yes. Like, uh. Go get the 300 <laughs> mil one, chuck them in the fridge. Uh. Take them to Iran, like so underrated. But you know what um, you do, and like I did today, like I did it yesterday. I kept yeah. my recovery drink. I took it with me to the start this morning, so I knew, you know, as soon as I finish, get to that drink, get to it. Yeah. And mm. before I do a long workout or anything like that, <clears throat> excuse me, I get to the drink, get to it, uh, get some fruit or something like you say, um, exact same thing. Get get some mm. carb into you too. It, you know, just starts to build and repair that muscle straight away because that's when it. It needs it most. And if you yeah. leave it too long, like two or three hours, you're doing damage and you don't realize it. And then that's why people wonder why, oh, I've got DOMS, you know, which is delayed onset muscle soreness. And you go, oh, why is this sore? Because you haven't done anything to repair yourself. You need to give yourself a clap on the head. Sorry. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, you'll actually find that your appetite also suppresses. Yeah. If, you don't, if you don't start eating straight away and yeah. you wait three hours, yeah. you tend to find that you're not hungry. Sorry, yeah. here's another one. Sorry, guys, I have to throw this in. But when I finish Comrades, they've got the most amazing, they make this, it's not too hot, it's a curry, it's a meal. But I get straight, I don't know if it's because I go into the lounge, but I go into the lounge, I get that meal. I actually have two of them. And people watch wow. me, because I've, I've only finished Comrades half an hour ago, but I put it away. And, you know, I'm only, I'm pure muscle, I'm 56 kilo of pure man. And when I eat, <laughs> when I eat, people are looking at me and say, well, you know, boy, you're eating way too much, but, but I, I need it. And I feel like magic once I'm finished that. I mean, a lot of people, even my wife, she walks away, you know, they walk away because I need to eat, but that's only after comrades. <laughs> yeah. See, I've heard about these mythical uh, curries and cakes that they get, um, but they're all gone by the time we get there. Hey, Owen, sorry. Yeah, I've never whilst, seen them. <laughs> whilst we're on it, you just mentioned food and I thought of Josiah. I have to give her a plug out because um, a few weeks ago she did that 24-hour, I don't know how many, around the yeah. track. And she, she smashed a couple of world rec oh, a couple of records and 
um, a real kudos to her for, you know, even I looked at it and I said, my goodness, that's mind-blowing what she did. So I'd like to, you know, find out what she did. It would be interesting. We're talking about nutrition, how she, you know, what she did and what she used and how she pulled up from it. Uh, but real kudos to her for it, um, a massive a superhuman effort. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Darren, let's hear you. Let's hear some wisdom from you on this one. I know you've been sitting back there. Um, But to wrap up the episode, give us some of your nutrition, maybe mistakes and also some advice. Okay. Okay. Um, um, With the mistakes, I think the mistakes that I've made is um, when I go away, you tend not to take what what you're used to taking. And, you know, like even the basics of, um, you know, I I like to have oats before I go and, I can remember being in Melbourne and doing a frantic trying to find which bloody oats to buy because all the supermarket was different and that sort of stuff. And and I, I usually, on a long run, I'll, I'll take Endura and um, because we buy it in a big container and we didn't want to take that away, we just took um, hydrolytes and the hydrolytes didn't fare very well over a marathon distance. By the time we got to the end, it, it had all settled mm. to the bottom and it was disgusting. I, I couldn't mm. even drink it. And I, I think listening to what you guys were saying, it probably a bit overload on um, the hydrolyte. I, I wasn't sure how strong it should be because I know mm. when I make up my Endura, it would be um, probably super weak. And it's more just a, a little bit of flavour in the water, and otherwise, it, it tends to get um, too sickly when, when you you're already pushing yourself, and then everything you take in is um, it's got something in it. And I, I I was trying to get into the gels and and whatnot, and I can't I can't stomach more than three gels in a race. So I've been focusing on um, Wayne's methods of um, peanut butter slug and hot yeah. cross bun. We'll, we have these little, um, what do they call, um, brioche um, with, with chocolate in them. So oh, nice. that, that's my go-to. They come in a little plastic um, sealed bag and you can stick them in your belt. And by the time you've been running 20Ks, they're all squished and <laughs> nice and nice and doughy and really easy to eat. And, and I've found it you don't even have to back off to your pace to be eating them, which is which is good. So yeah, that's that's what I I've I've found that that the the gels were just made me too sick. And what I, did they do? Did they make you nauseous or did they upset you? No, time? just I, I I was taking I took three gels and then the next lot I was trying the little jube ones yeah. and I, I just couldn't even swallow them. They're just too sickly, and it, maybe there's too much sugar in them or something like that. Okay. I don't know. It's like yeah, that a, a friend a couple of weeks ago. He he said he had um, seven gels Oof. in a marathon. <laughs> I don't know if, he, if he's double counted or something, but that's a hell of a lot. Wow. But, um, I, I, were you, I were you taking them with water though, Darren? Because yeah. the biggest mistake I see is people not taking them with water. Yeah and yes, actually yes, yes. Stuck, stuffing this thing like that's a concentrate so think about like um, cordial we mix it with water right if we had to drink cordial straight it would make us sick 
So I think that's one of the biggest. I the first thing I got told when I started running was to pour your gel into a cup of water, and then take it like that because then you're dosing it down. Okay. Because yeah, it, it wasn't so much in the stomach that the, there was a problem. It was just trying to get it past your your mouth, you know, down your throat. It's just yeah, too sickly. Yeah. So yeah, and and I tend not to run with water. I, I just have the hydrolyte, so that's a bit sickly in itself. So mm. when you have too much of it, so mm. that, that that's my that's my um, go to now. Is that I, I like the peanut butter slugs maybe because I grew up on peanut butter, <laughs> and, and I I don't need water with them, no problems at all. So. I said, birds of a feather, Darren, birds of a feather. <laughs> I really have to try these peanut butter slugs. I'm, oh. I'm going to try and find them in the UK. I have to do this. <laughs> they need to make crunchy, though, Wayne. That's what they need. That's it. You need something with a few more nuts, a few more yeah. nuts in it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, just need got... to say, good luck, Marisha, when you try it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a technique. And, and you do have imagine. to, you do have to massage it a little bit before you um, open it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to ask, isn't it very sort of? Because you know, if you have too much peanut butter in your mouth, you kind of yes. get to a point where you can't yeah. do yes. anything anymore. Well, it's got the oil with it, right? So you need to make right. sure yeah. that it's mixed. It's but I've today. had them pre-run, so I've had it pre-run before. So on the way to a run, I'll I just down it before I get there, just as a little bit of a top up. Yeah. Uh, I just got that good slow release, Marisha. It's just uh, it's just magic. I agree that taking it, you know, you need some water. You got to have something just to wash yeah. it down. But uh, yeah. it's certainly that slow release. It's 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 magic. It's it's there. Yeah. You, as soon as you. As soon as you take it, you'll think of all of us. You go, man. I will. I will. I'll let you know. I'll let you know once. Okay. Well, well, uh, may not be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the good people at Picks might have to send you some. Um, yeah. if, you, if you send you slugs, do you know what I've had my eye on? And it's in the UK. Is the Boom Protein Recovery Fudge? There's it's like a new bar and oh, I just don't know how yes. to Yeah. I've actually, I haven't tried it, but I, I saw it. I actually recently chatted to to the guys at Voom um, for Aid Station. To, Are you? To try, yeah, to try and get them on board. So maybe I'll, I'll get them to send me some or something and I'll definitely <laughs> give it a try. But I, I saw the, the fudge as well. And I mean, I love protein and I love fudge. So I think oh, that's, like, like that's Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. mm, fudge, nice. fudge is good awesome. on the run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad no one came out and said, "Oh, just have some donuts and whatever during the run." That's always good. So, <laughs> Darren, you did manage to sneak some chocolate in, but we'll uh, we'll let you get away with it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's only just the slightest bit in those brioche, the chocolate. <laughs> Yeah. All right, team. Let's wrap yeah. it up. Ep 19 in the can. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much, Marisha. Really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, and thank you. We'll it's definitely have you back if you are keen to join us. Yeah, of course. It's been lovely, lovely talking to you, Marisha. You're a champion. Yeah, like, like, likewise, Wayne. Yeah, and everyone, it's been really good. Yeah. Yeah, lovely to meet you. 
Yeah, you see Sandy. <laughs> it's, and by the way, it's Della Riviere. So there we oh, go. And I wasn't muting. I wasn't muting every time it. trying to practice it. We knew from the start. <laughs> we thought let's get it from the source first, and then we can give it a go at the end. <laughs> after a peanut butter slug. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good challenge, Jackie. There you go. <laughs> All right, Marisha, thanks, Marisha, guys. how do you how do you say your maiden surname and your new surname together? If you would say that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of married oh, ladies do that. Double now. barrel. Oh, double wow, barrel. Oh my goodness. All right, team. Awesome. Okay, That's a wrap. Guys. Yeah.